0: Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters.
1: Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in, and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Kaius along with our executive producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, he has two times won the U.S. National Brisket Championship at the Chest-to-Chest Invitational, pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Hello. How's it going? Back from fishing. We'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, coming up, our returning guest, oh, man, this guy, he's just so much fun. He brings so much energy to the show. Ray Lamping, he's Dr. Barbecue, you can check him out at drbbq.com. Ray Lampe, he's a pitmaster, author, and television personality and member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. And one of the things, of course, we'll be talking about today is turkey, and you need to go to the website turkeysmoke.org. That's turkeysmoke.org. We're going to be talking to him about all kinds of stuff turkey-related, including a couple of recipes that I'm sure will be delicious. He's always a good guest. And speaking of the turkey Vane, We'll be talking about brining with you, Andy. That's right. You got something up, up for us? I do. I've got a couple of things we can hit on there. He, he can make something up. Speaking of Andy, T-Bone, you know, he he abandoned us last week. Uh, he was nowhere to be found. Now, we had a wonderful co-host, maybe too good, Andy. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> and Todd John last week, he did a great job, by the way. But Todd always does he a does. Good job. He, he's good. The only thing that I was worried about was Todd and I Like in the past, we've always, we're always insulting each other. But then when he was in the studio one time. You, you two guys started going at it and it was great. I just stood out of the way. Well, yeah, usually he's got to throw in the I taught him everything he knows, not everything <laughs> I know.
2: Or, well, you know, one of those. Well,
1: and I got worried last week because it was just him and me. I mean, he's he never picks on T-Bone. I don't know why other than T-Bone's six foot five. But, so, I'm thinking, oh man, he's going to, he, but what, he went after me about one time. on a, uh, At the end, he, <laughs> he set you up. You, you started feeling comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you get, <laughs> but he gets a, a really, I love people who do good digs and he doesn't really good dig he's the king of it he, uh, he, he 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 lets
2: nobody have any quarter he gives no you know, quarter to anybody which is
1: which is why we enjoy having him on the show so you were gone and you know you can get on here and tell everybody that you were on a business trip That you were working, that you were doing this, but what were you really doing? Yeah, that
2: was a lie. I I wasn't on a business on assignment. I was, I was fishing. I was fishing in Red Lake, Ontario. Wow, with my dad of all people. Oh, cool! It's great to get out and uh, do that. He's been going up to Canada fishing uh, in some capacity or another for forty plus years. So I've gotten to go a few times, and you know, especially now, it's great to get a chance. The borders back open. Uh it's always good to get into a boat with dad. Yeah. So we were up there slaying walleye and slaying northern pike. It was a great trip. Cooked fish every day, all kinds of different ways. Grilled, fried, uh, butter poached, baked. We did uh, fish pasta. Oh I oh mean, my it gosh. was great. I, and and of course we took
1: steaks and had steaks a couple of nights for dinner, so we had to grill he out steaks. A, yeah, he had it, T Bone. He had to take a break from fresh fish out of the lake. Yeah, who wants to do that? And, and he's he's got to kind of go. Oh, I guess we'll just suffer with some steaks while we're here. That's right. There
2: really is nothing better though than fresh walleye. You get one of those nice big walleye out of out of uh, Ontario, and mm. man, they're just the flavor so good.
1: How was the weather up there while you're there?
2: It was nice. It was. It was, you know, seventy five in the mor seventy in the mornings, eighty five in the afternoons. You got rain a couple of days and a little sprinkle here and there, uh, which helped keep the fish biting. It gets Good. too hot and sunny, they yeah. all drop down yep. in the lake, right? So, it was perfect fishing weather. Honestly, it was just a great trip overall. So I'm glad we were able to uh, suck Todd in and and get him to, to co-host <laughs> so for you can a get week out of so here. I could get the heck out of here. <laughs> well,
1: everybody needs a vacation. Now, now, do you guys stay like at a cabin?
2: Yeah, so we boat in, we get up to Red Lake, and then there's a municipal dock there, and the guy that runs the the, the camp that mm-hmm. we go to, Bo Narrow's camp, um, brings up a big boat, loads all of our gear and all of us that are in the group, and then off we go on the boat for an hour, hour and a half, into the mm-hmm. middle of Red Lake wow. to Bone Arrows. Uh, and so we get all the way to that camp and then you're let off and you know there's no cell signal. You've got limited electricity available from the generator there, uh, some hot water, everything from a, a stove or a refrigeration perspective is propane based. And you're kind of out out in the woods with the bears. You That's really great. are.
1: You are really out now. Is enough hot water to shower, or do you guys just? Yeah, stay away yeah. From... There's. Yeah, we're good. You know, can't do them back to back. You got to right. give it a little bit, but right. Yeah. Did T Bone? Didn't you put a photo, some photos on our website on the Facebook page? On the fa- I'm sorry, website, Facebook page. Yes, of, of Andy yes. Hold, holding yeah. a really nice looking fish.
2: Yeah, I, I threw a couple of pictures back once I hit the. Uh, Hit landfall again. In fact, so. the
1: one that I think is on our Facebook page, which of course is Barbecue Radio Network, please like us on Facebook. Uh, that one actually was too big to eat. You had to throw it back. Yeah, that one was uh, above the slot
2: limit. That was like a 36-inch <laughs> and, and slot limit was 26. That's so. just how good of a fisherman
0: you are. <laughs> oh, I'm not that
2: good.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, it looked like you did a good job. Well. Uh, congratulations. I'm jealous I don't like you, and uh, <laughs> but we're glad you're back. Uh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Well, I appreciate Back that. to suffer with us. Back <laughs> to suffer with us. Absolutely. So, speaking of Andy, it's time now for our Ask Andy segment, sponsored by our July Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Smoke on Wheels Pork marinade and injection, this award-winning marinade, will take your pork to the next level, and you can purchase it at All Things Barbecue. Just go to their website, atbbq.com. That's atbbq.com. T-Bone, what do you got this week for a question?
0: Andy! Yes, sir. I'm having a big barbecue at the park with friends and family. I understand some have adopted veganism for health reasons. Now, check this out, this parenthetical statement afterwards versus moral outrage (laughs) (laughs) well i mean that's fair (laughs) what would you suggest i can do to make veggies a main course and of course get that wow factor and that's from scott in arizona
1: and and by the way let me just interject we never make fun of people who are are vegetarians because that's a great choice but, I mean, most of the time we talk meat here, but but we love our vegetarians. And But
2: I, I have a great friend who always says you don't make friends with salad.
1: <laughs> but I'll tell you what, the, the best veggies I've ever had in my life are off of a grill. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So if you are going to
2: cook and use veggies as your main course, there's a few ways to do that. So you can kind of go a traditional route and like, I love a portobello cap mm. marinated and cooked off like a steak. Uh, you can grill those suckers and they turn out great you can take a head of cauliflower and cut it into steaks and grill it as well and and brush it with oil and throw some grill seasoning on it and it will cook up wonderfully as well as kind of a steak you get that Wh- char on when the you outside
1: do, i've seen the cauliflower done like steaks before what what's the best way to do you baste it or what do you what do you what do you put on there so i've um, if you're obviously trying to stay vegan
2: Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, you're going to use some type of vegetable oil. I would typically say peanut oil Mm -hmm. or uh, avocado oil are the two that are probably best suited for that on the grill. They won't scorch at all. Right. Um, The other thing I like to do though, is take something like a spaghetti squash and roast a whole head of garlic on the grill while you're cooking your squash, cut the squash into rings, marinate it. So like, I use our Smoke on Wheels barbecue marinade. Of course. It's got that nice, uh, you know, onion and garlic and red pepper flake in it. It's very much like a Spadini marinade or a good Italian dressing. Um, And I'll marinate them in that and put that on the grill. And then you scoop that out and use the spaghetti squash as a pasta substitute. And you, you put your pine nuts in and do a nice like roasted garlic pesto with that. And it makes a great main.
1: What about and in, instead of putting it on the grill, doing a skewer and then rotating it above the heat? You could do that, too.
2: You could absolutely cut up your favorite squashes like zucchini and yellow squash and take some red peppers and put those on a skewer or a spit and just roast
1: those turning. Very, very nice. Well, we're very excited to have again... Ray Lampy coming up next segment. Well, the next two segments. He is Dr. Barbecue and you can check him out at DrBBQ.com That's DrBBQ.com and also Turkeysmoke.org We'll be talking about turkeys coming up for the next two segments. So stick around as we're talking turkeys with Dr. Barbecue. Hall of Fame Barbecue here on Barbecue Radio Network.
3: You love food and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and see
1: Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Kaius, along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Andy Groneman. Very excited to have a returning guest. He is a pitmaster, author of a ton of books, television personality including World Food Championships Chopped, and a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame. He's known as Dr. Barbecue. You can check him out at drbbq.com. Ray Lampy, welcome back to the show. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, great to hear you guys, man. It's nice to talk <laughs> to my People up in the middle of the country where it's so hot. Come on down to Florida and
0: cool off with us.
1: (laughs) We've had some crazy Midwest weather. We were talking before we we started recording. You're down in the Tampa, St. Petersburg area of Florida. And you said it's, what, 94 degrees every day and rains at some point? (laughs)
0: <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Well, someday's ninety six,
1: but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> well it's
0: very consistent.
1: Well, we appreciate you coming back. And one of my favorite topics, I'm one of those people that I love turkey. I mean, we think about it as Thanksgiving, but I eat turkey all year long. You're also the spokesperson for turkeysmoke.org. But um well let's just dive in there. Uh let's start talking turkey. What do you got for us today, Ray? Yeah, this was a natural for me, you know.
0: The the turkey federation started showing up at barbecue cookoffs, and and like everything else, the vultures are swarming because <laughs> everybody thinks wants to get a sponsorship. But I and I started talking to these girls, and they were actually looking for someone a little more senior that kind of you know wasn't necessarily one of the competition guys. But I have the, I started telling them my history with turkey in my office here. There's one trophy. It is from 1991. It's from a KCBS Illinois State Championship, and it's for third place in poultry. In 1991, the category was poultry. You could cook a duck, a quail, <laughs> a, a, and I cooked a turkey. And my first KCBS contest came in third place. And that tro- somehow this trophy has survived. And, and it's really a good thing because they, they really like that story. So I have to like show it off now and then. And it's just a plastic bowling trophy. But uh, <laughs> I truly have always been a turkey fan. Uh, when I was on Best Thing I Ever Had on the Food Network, I they wanted it was the smoke episode. And I took them to Big Bob Gibson's and we ate the turkey there because I, I think it's the, the best thing on the menu at Big Bob Gibson's in Alabama. Uh, and I mean, I just have always really been a turkey fan. And so when the opportunity came up, I was like, well, yeah, for one, I have a good history with it. But I also think it's just such an, a great opportunity. Because, you know, how much more beef can we sell? How much more pork can we sell? (laughs) Turkey is not, people, everybody likes turkey, though, you know? It's an untapped market, yeah. Right, it's exactly (laughs) what my thoughts about it, and and it turns out, I mean, there's, I've learned so much about it, it's still an untapped market, and so I always like projects like that, where you can make yourself look good, you know? I I started with Big Green Egg when they were in a strip mall, and When I left, they were in a big, big building. And no matter who you are, you get a little credit for that. So I always like projects that, you know, where we can move the deal. And I we definitely can with Turkey. And what's cool with the Turkey
2: Smoke series that KCBS does is you get to still have the creativity aspect of it. Because as you touched on, poultry isn't poultry category anymore. It's chicken, you know. Pork used to be a, a more broader category. It's now just you know butt and shoulder, and it can it's tightened down to where you can basically just cook a money muscle. Um, that turkey category really gives you the freedom to do
0: whatever you want. Andy, Andy, have you seen guys making uh, pork pork burnt ends out of their pork butts? I haven't seen that yet, but you know it's Someone coming. Someone showed me this the other day. Basically, trim a little bit of fat, take a little bit of meat off the top, and some of that fat. Cube it up and there's your pork butt entry. I uh, thought that was interesting. But yes, you're right. And and I can tell you, I had I like to think I had a lot of influence in that because uh the Turkey Feder- National Turkey Federation people, they're from Washington, D.C. They're they're lobbyists. They don't really, you know, they didn't know the competition guys. They've done a great job of of indoctrinating themselves and making friends with everybody, so they've learned a lot but they didn't understand the, that this would quickly go to everybody doing the exact same thing. Like you said about chicken, you know what, when now, you know, some guys are really out of the box. They turn in legs instead of thighs, but they (laughs) cook them exactly the same way. So it's, it's nothing, you know, there's nothing interesting happening there. And I was like adamant from the beginning, like, let's not let that happen. Let's try to, you know, make sure that they get creative with it. And, and it's been a real success. I frankly, you know, it, it'll never happen, but I would love to see KCBS look at that and and sort of maybe open Model things it. up. Yeah. yeah, open it up a little bit. It, it, Beth told me today it was a great term she used: uh, complementary food items hmm. are <laughs> 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 uh. are Yes, I said. Uh, now I was like trying to get to make sure I knew the rules exactly because they tweaked them a little this year and and no foreign objects either. KCBS green garnish or no garnish. And I said, okay, but can you do tortillas, buns? And she said, yes, complimentary food items are allowed, but you can't garnish your box with a bed of mashed potatoes or a tortilla (laughs) chip. The time time I scored well, I did a a, a
2: turkey spadini.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was the cool part. I mean, the guys, and I asked last year, and and it wasn't very scientific, but I was like, really, what has, uh, because I I get, I talk about turkey a lot for, you know, this is kind of what I do. And, and I said, what really has one more just plain old turkey breast or tacos or burgers or, you know, whatever. And they said, honestly, it's been a mixed bag. You know, it's no, no, you know, it's not like everybody has to cook something interesting, but it's not like they, they can't either. Uh, the One of the favorites that I saw, and it's not my thing to eat, but uh, the shed made a, a mouffalata out of it. Oh, of turkey man. Yeah. In May. It was a great idea.
2: Yeah, that's a killer idea. So we got about two minutes left, and we are sitting here talking with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue, and we're talking turkey. We're talking turkey smoke and all the cool things you can do with it, uh, getting it out in front of people, what's going on at the contests? But turkey's probably one of the the most sought after things on your menu, isn't it?
0: well, we don't have any at the moment. We can't get it. What (laughs) (laughs) are you kidding me? I'm telling you it's 86 from Cisco. We can't get. Holy cow. And I don't see if you can get them. Uh, a uh, big hoss called me from up in Virginia because he knows I work with the Turkey Federation. He goes, "When is the price coming down?" Because he's paying. He said he really liked these Sara Lee breasts that he gets, and they're eight fifty a pound, boneless, skinless turkey breast, and skin on probably. And the uh, uh, he said everything else commodity was eight dollars a pound for turkey breast so it's and then you can't even get it i don't know what the deal is but uh, we, yeah and the, we don't have any at my restaurant Nor normally it's a really big seller and i didn't but,
2: realize yeah. the prices had gone that high on turkey too i knew beef was way up obvious and 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 pork's been up uh, i just
0: didn't realize eight fifty a pound wow well i think it's down come down some now and it's getting a little better although we truly are still i don't i haven't been there i haven't been there this week yet uh so hopefully they got some so, in, but so it's Ray, been out for about ten days.
1: Ray, have you been wearing your COVID mask and going into places and robbing them for turkey? <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I'm thinking about
0: it. <laughs> I got a nice new uh, Ren Spooner mask here. Maybe I'll
1: put it on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, head up north and, and and go steal some. Hey, hey, we want to remind everybody. We're talking with Ray Lampy. Uh, his website for his restaurant is drbbq.com, But he's an author. He's got a bunch of books. Um, and you can get them on Amazon. Um, and just, I guess, if you look them up, Ray, you just look up under the author of Ray Lampy, and then you can see your books there under Amazon. Is that the best way to do yes, it?
0: Or Dr. Barbecue. I, I'm really not very hard to find.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that's what the IRS said. So anyway, so <laughs> we're with do- Ray Lampy. He is Dr. Barbecue. Again, check out the website, drbbq.com drbbq.com. And of course, when we're talking turkeys, check out turkeysmoke.org. That's turkeysmoke.org. Ray Lampy's got a recipe for us, or maybe two that we'll be talking about next segment, right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius along with our producer T-Bone and co-host Award-winning pitmaster Annie Gronerman, and back again this week as pitmaster, author, and television personality. You've seen him on American Grilled, Tailgate Warriors with Guy Fieri. He's a member of the Barbecue Hall of Fame, known as Dr. Barbecue. You can check him out at drbbq.com. It's Ray Lampy. Welcome back. Thank you for not leaving us for the second segment, Ray. Oh, it's all right. I I just had a cup of coffee, so I couldn't go to sleep
3: yet.
1: (laughs) Hey, before we go any further, a couple other places we want to mention. First of all, you've you've got a bunch of books out there that you can get on on Amazon. So look up Ray Lampe, the last name spelled L-A-M-P-E. Look those up on Amazon. You're also a spokesperson for turkeysmoke.org. And then you were also mentioning uh, in between segments about something about Louisiana Grill. What's that? Yeah, that's, that's
0: who I'm working for these days, helping them sell some grills. I, I got a pretty long history. I sort of invented the job. I was the first guy I ever got hired by one of the big grill companies to actually be their chef. And, and that one after a long run, kind of faded. But I popped back up with Louisiana Grills, and it's a great opportunity as well because it, pellet grills are just so hot right now. And we have got the nicest ones on the market. I'm telling you, if you haven't seen them yet, stop in somewhere where they've got the Founders Legacy Model of the Louisiana grills. And there is no, there is no nicer boat grill on the market. I'm telling you stop and look at them. So I'm having a lot of fun with that too. I'm just getting kind of old to be tackling these projects (laughs) that got all this potential. You know I I don't know if I can hang long enough to make all this happen.
1: I would ask you how retirement's going, but obviously you're not even close to it. So there's no reason to ask so uh, we, we were talking uh, about recipes, and you've got some recipes on turkeysmoke dot org. Give us one of your recipes and, and especially for the backyard barbecue and kind of help them out.
0: yeah, well, part of the project is you know if we're going to tell everybody cook more turkey, cook more turkey, we've got to help them with share some recipes mm-hmm. so. Uh, we actually the website's really coming around now. I just did. There's two in front of me that I just did recently. A smoked turkey lettuce wrap with a spicy Asian glaze, kind of like what you would get at P.F. Chang's, but with some turkey on there, Mm -hmm. and really good stuff. And then I made a grilled turkey Thai red curry. You know, turkey and curry, why not? It tastes great. It's such an easy to to substitute it in on these things. You know, it it's just fun to work with. Here's the one I really like: atomic buffalo turkey. So we we all cook ABTs in the barbecue world, which is a jalapeno wrapped in bacon with something in the middle of it. Well, we made a dip out of it, and I called it Atomic Buffalo Turkey Dip. <laughs> really good stuff. So, you know, it's just fun to, to do all these different things because turkey just fits well in anything. So, you know, go to turkeysmoke.org, and you'll see all these recipes for grilling and smoking turkey. Here's one. Grilled turkey tenders with fig glaze. Ooh, How's that sound? Fig. And one I've been using everywhere is actually a turkey roulade that I made, uh, a spicy jalapeno cornbread stuffing, and then wrapped the whole roulade in prosciutto. And man, it's kind of fancy, but it's really good and goes well on the grill. Yeah, um, that would be
2: great. We do one where we put the skin over the prosciutto after we're done. So uh-huh. save the skin off of the breast, butterfly the breast open, and roll that. Wrap it in prosciutto, and then the skin goes back on the outside.
0: That <laughs> sounds good to me.
2: <laughs> oh man! It's, so when you're doing the the Thai curry dishes and the lettuce wraps, are you pulling that turkey, or are you? What's the the kind of core turkey method behind it?
0: Well, I mean, I, you know, for me, it's a variety. I, I'm looking at one right here. It's a smoked turkey salad roll. So that would be cubed up leftover turkey, leftover smoked turkey that I made into like a, a chicken salad and put them in lobster rolls. So, so that oh. would be leftover turkey breast. The prosciutto wrapped one is a breast that I pounded out. The uh, the curry was actually, uh, it's kind of an adventure. You know, ter- there's, there's only so many cuts in the store. And what do you find today? And I had these turkey cutlets. So it's just, you know, fairly thin sliced breast. So what I did was, as I was making the curry, I just grilled the breast, these little fillets of breast, and then cut them up and threw them right in the, in the uh, curry. Just gave a little bit of grilled flavor to it. Um, I really like working with the thighs. That's been the one I have really. Uh, every chance I get, when I get my hands on one of the big, the big uh, suppliers, I, I I tell them right away, you got to get us more thighs, boneless, skinless turkey thighs. I mean, who wouldn't buy those if they were in the store all the time? And yeah, I and mean, I the, don't
2: know. The them. flavor of them is going to be phenomenal. They're going to have that nice, big, bold flavor, and they're going to be juicier too. Just phenomenal product. Yes,
0: I actually had a. I went to a turkey ideation meeting with one of the big, uh, one of the big brands. I don't know if I should say who it is, so I won't. those was in Arkansas, and and I uh, and so we're talking about that, and I said, guys. They, they kept circling back to some of the cuts that they're more comfortable with. Breasts, of course. And I said, guys, think about this. At barbecue guys want the fattiest part of the animal. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. <laughs> you know, if it's a hog, we're grabbing the pork belly. Or, I you mean, know, a hog is pretty generous on most of it. you yeah. are sure not cooking pork loin or tenderloin, real barbecue guys. And um, I said, what's the fattiest part of the, of the turkey? I didn't know. I was, figured it was a thigh. And they said, yes, it's a thigh. I was like, okay, that's what we want you know get them get them skinned out and boned out and it's just it's interesting because they've got you know they have a lot of success they've, turkey is the number one protein in uh in lunch meat and, you know and, and of course we have thanksgiving and the holidays and the drumsticks so you know yeah and i was going to say renfest
2: drumsticks like you go to a festival and turkey legs are always selling out They They go like crazy because people like that dark meat. It's got all the flavor in it. And then you get a thigh that's extra fatty too. And I mean, it's, it's a winner. It's going to be a winner.
0: Yeah. And I, I so I did some recipes. I've boned them, boned them out and skinned them myself. Obviously it's not that hard to do. There's only one little bone, but you know, most folks don't want to do that at home. And I, I've done all kinds of fun stuff. But the first thing I did with them, I did that to it. And then I, I marinated it like you would a, like a butterfly's leg of lamb. With just some olive oil and garlic and onion and, uh, and a bunch of herbs and let it sit around a little citrus on there. Let them sit around marinating all day and then grilled them like that and sliced it. And it was just beautiful. I mean, really works well. I made some, I made some jerk turkey thighs. I was up at the Dizzy Pig Fest. I was up and hanging out with those guys in Virginia and I took their jerk seasoning and I put it all over these boneless turkey thighs and people kept asking, what is this? It's like it's turkey. So, it's, uh, yeah, to me, that's where the 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 opportunity is. And we'll get there. We, we're going to see them at some point in the stores because it's just too good not to.
2: Yeah, we're talking with Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue here, and we're talking about some turkey recipes and, and some ways that you can cook turkey. That, I saw one out on the website because I was out perusing uh, in between segments, and I saw there was a butterfly leg, which sounded really interesting to me too and and along those same lines of
0: course i've just migrated straight to the dark meat recipes <laughs> <laughs> yes that's new actually i haven't uh i know i heard i think christy vanover did that i haven't uh yeah it was christy i knew she was going to try that recipe i had not seen it yet it's a cool idea yeah um, I want, i'm going to try it actually you look at the picture yeah, I saw
2: that because I immediately was going. All right, dark meat. Dark, where's some? Oh, look at that—a butterfly leg. So that's. Uh, I, and I think you're right. I think folks that are wanting to barbecue on the weekends, the dark meat w- will win out overall because of the
0: flavor and the and the juiciness of it. And, and, and it it's more forgiving. You know, if you yeah. do if you do cook it a little too much, it's gonna it's gonna help you out a little bit. So yeah, I think uh, I think we're gonna see more and more of the turkey thighs. I yeah. can tell you. They do let me in the room with like some of the big producers, and, and I won't shut up about it. So at some point they're going to do it just to get me to shut
3: up.
2: Yeah, and they'll, uh, you know, you we do occasionally on the show talk about thermometers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, So, right, so exactly. if, they, if you cook a breast right, it's amazing, but it helps to drop that thermometer in there. I mean, you don't have to be scared about undercooking; just probe it.
1: <laughs> well, and, and Ray, we got less than one minute. Real quick, temperature wise, when you're doing a thigh, what kind of temperature are you looking at? Well, as a spokesman for the National Turkey Federation, <laughs>
0: I will tell you that all turkey must be cooked to an internal temp of 165. Right. And, and that's the temp for all pieces of turkey. And that is the answer.
1: Thank you very much for that. And, Andy, uh, if you'd like to answer it differently, you may. No, yeah, that's no, right. No, the, the, lawyer, <laughs> the lawyer, our lawyer said stop right there. So that was a perfect answer. So we're going with that. And thanks again to Ray Lampy, Dr. Barbecue at drbbq.com. And check out the other website, turkeysmoke.org. We're going to be talking to Andy next segment about brining, you know, kind of related to turkeys. That's coming up next right here on Barbecue Radio Network.
0: Need some sizzle in your life? Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give
3: us a like.
1: Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. And a barbecue shout-out goes to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pit Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits, wood, burning, and barbecue pits. They've got commercial. And now, for all of us backyard barbecuers, residential smokers. Again, check out their website, oldhickorypits.com, and please support your local barbecue joints, like if you're ever in Jonesboro, Arkansas, check out Q49, by the way, that's for Interstate 49, for those of you who have never been down to Arkansas. (laughs) It's Q49 Smokehouse, located at 1312 Red Wolf Boulevard. I was checking out their menu, and the brisket or turkey Philly sandwich looks absolutely delicious. And while you're in Jonesboro, be sure to listen to us on KNEA 96.9 and 95.3 FM, along with 97, 970, I should say, AM, The Ticket. They are talking sports down in Jonesboro, Arkansas, and you can check out their website at 953theticket.com. So, time now to turn to Annie Groneman, reserve champion, or reserve grand champion, I'm sorry, I left out the grand. I think you're fine. You didn't get paid a grand, but, or did you? For that? Oh, I. It At the was, American Royal Open? Oh, yeah, it was way more than uh, a grand. Uh, and yet he doesn't bring us samples. So it's time now for the All Things Barbecue spotlight from All Things Barbecue. They've got the tools and accessories you need to cook up the kind of barbecue that will have your neighbors hop in the fence to get a taste. Get fired up at their website at atbbq.com. That's atbbq.com. Andy, what do you got for us this week? So this is probably one of their most popular products,
2: but it, it ties in beautifully to what we were just talking about with Ray with Turkey, mm-hmm. and it ties into what we're going to talk about in a little bit with some brining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's the Briner brand brining buckets. Oh, They have a, a series of buckets in three different sizes, that are food safe, BPA free, mm-hmm. and they make it super easy to do your brining and not make it messy. And also, they've got a plate that is inside the bucket. And one of the keys to brining is you have to have your whatever you're brining completely submerged, okay. right? So the plate allows you to push the product down below the level of your brine. And then lock the plate in so that it is always... That's
1: really... It's so simple, but so
2: smart. But think about it. Like, if you're brining pork butts or a turkey for the... Somebody's doing it for the holidays, right? You're putting all your plates and filling them with water and doing all to try and weigh the bird down in the brine. You don't have to do that anymore. And so they've got three sizes. They got one size that's like a small three and a half quart that's great for pork chops Mm -hmm. or chicken parts or anything small. Then they've got kind of a right in the middle of the road, eight-quart one that's perfect for a couple of chickens. And then they've got the big 22-quarter for bir- for big birds. For the like big tur- birds. And, and I can fit two 16-pound turkeys in there. It works great. Um, so uh, Briner Bucket by The Briner is uh, definitely the way to go uh, from a product perspective. It'll make doing your little pork chops and chicken pieces and anything you want to do easier for the grill this summer. So go out and check out the briner buckets
1: yeah and check that at all things barbecue at atbbq.com and staking staying with the, the the brining brining theme so I think for okay you look at me the, the the complete amateur and I get I get a chicken breast and I just take it and I throw it on the grill and then I get it and it's okay but it's kind of dry and it's not really and brining's the way to go right absolutely I
2: mean, you got, you've got you got options. So you heard Ray, when we were talking earlier, talk about how he marinated the turkey breast and he had some citrus in there, right? Mm-hmm. So marinades use an acid to break down the protein and tenderize the meat. And then, of course, all the flavors that are in that marinade as that's breaking down get penetrated into the meat. A Brine works a little differently. It uses the salt and the sugar and those salts and sugars through osmosis, Work their way into the meat because you've got diffusion through the cell walls, right? Mm-hmm. the 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 meat itself—we're going into a little bit of science here. That's the all meat right. itself for it. wants to have an equilibrium between any liquid outside and inside the cell. So if you make a, a brine with a lot of salt and sugar in it, it is going to pull that moisture into the cells of the meat, meaning that it will be juicier when you cook right. it. The other thing that's happening though is the salts and the sugars are denaturing that protein structure, which tenderizes Mm -hmm. it. So if you use a brine, you're adding moisture and you're adding tenderness. And then if you put any other seasonings in that brine that can get pulled into the meat, you're going to also create some other flavor there. So brining is always great to do uh, on any cut of meat that is
1: tough or lean. So like with a basic brine, help me here, is it sugar and salt? Basically, just yeah, a basic basically
2: one. two parts salt, one part sugar to a gallon of water. To a gallon um, of water. And you can adjust, you know, the type of sugar that you want to use. So if you want something that's a little bit earthier and darker, you could use a molasses or something instead of just a white sugar. Uh, if you want something that's got a little bit more uh, earthiness to it, you could use a sea salt or a, a mineral based salt mm-hmm. as opposed to just. A good old kosher salt that you can actually see the minerals in. There's like a, a brand called Real Salt out there, or Jacobson's has some great salts that leave some of the mineral in,
1: uh, and so you can get some of that flavor into the meat. When, when you're if you're brining something at home for the family, what kind of flavorings do you like to add to your brine to to, to get that thing going a little bit more? So typically, I'll I'll
2: usually add some kind of citrus juice. Um, some kind of, um, and if it doesn't have to be citrus, I guess it could be, you know, even apple juice, but typically like a pineapple or an orange juice, and then I'll add some kind of heat element to it. So that's what I was going yeah, to ask. Cayenne or sriracha or some, some kind of heat it. element. Um, and if it's like a jerk, brine, I might go get scotch bonnets and some ginger, and get all of that broken down in there, so it's really sucking that in. So you can you can pick flavors that you like and experiment into the brine with them and see what you like.
1: Isn't that kind of the fun part is when you experiment and you go, okay, well, this is edible, but not what I was going for. I mean, does that happen? Oh, all the time, right? You go, <laughs> oh, I
2: thought this would be spicier, but you don't get the spice. Maybe you just get the earthiness of the chili mm. or oh, I thought that was going to be sweeter, but you just get some of the savory from like a molasses. So there's all kinds of things that happen unintentionally that you like, and then you go, oh, I can do that with this next time.
1: So, And I'm assuming with the chicken or turkey that you're brining, the bigger the the piece uh, that you're using, the longer you should brine it?
2: Yeah, the more surface area you have, the quicker it will take the brine. So something like a slab of ribs probably only needs a few hours. Something like a pork butt or a whole turkey, I'm going to let that go overnight. Okay. So it just depends on the weight and how much surface area. Now, let me ask you a dumb question. Can you go too long and over-brine it? Yes, you can. So if you over-brine it, you actually start to cure it. Oh. So if you've ever had a piece of chicken, like say that poor boneless, skinless chicken breast that you were going to season up (laughs) before you went to work, the one that you overcooked, right? if you left that for too long in the brine, when you go to cook it, it's going to be very salty, and it's going to have a different texture. It's going to almost have a hammy huh. texture to it, uh, and that means you've almost started to cure that product. So, yeah, you can you can definitely overbrine. Salt is very powerful, so yeah. you you want to use it sparingly, or at least in a in a way that you can control the access to
1: it. And, and I'm one of those people. I'm a I. I mean I like salt but I'm kind of a low sodium like I don't like if I go somewhere and they put a ton of salt on french fries I'm like oh man I wish they hadn't done that. So in this case so since you're brining with salt I don't have to later on when I'm at the dinner table add any salt to it, right?
2: Uh depends depends on your palate. You okay. you wouldn't necessarily have to um but again it depends on what other flavors you had in there. You may still want to just throw a little bit of salt on at the end to bring up those Flavors that you've got from the grill. It never hurts to do like a little finish salt.
1: So if can can you just do pieces like in other words, just do a, a breast or a thigh or drumsticks or all together? Can you just brine brine them individually oh yeah, like you that? You can
2: brine them individually. Like I said, I like to do pork chops. Mm-hmm. I like to just take a whole pork loin, cut it into chops, or go buy patio steaks, which are you know a pork shoulder, right? Cut into the pork steaks, and I just throw like two or three of those in brine and let them ride. Very
1: nice. I uh, I am also thinking too. The breasts probably need to be brined a little longer than, say, the thigh. Right? Am I saying? Yeah, am I guessing correct. right? Okay. And and the turkey and thigh are about the same, maybe. Uh the thigh's gonna be yep. Chicken,
2: turkey. You're the the white meat is a bigger piece of meat than the darker meat, so you're
1: gonna want to leave it in the brine longer. Okay very cool well thank you Andy appreciate it buddy and I'm glad you're back from vacation you go back to your naps now so we've got (laughs) we want to again thank Ray Lampy for being on our show once again Dr. Barbecue uh, check him out Uh, he's got some great books on Amazon and of course our July Barbecue Sauce of the Month was Smoke on Wheels Pork marinade and Injection which you can get at all things barbecue that's atbbq.com next week we've got current world food steak champion I love talking steaks Sunny moody she's going to be on the show next week and we're talking about summertime appetizers here on barbecue radio network barbecue radio network is heard on radio stations from hawaii to florida
0: if you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle please consider advertising
3: with us contact us through our facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com you love food and when you love food